Welcome to Rema Faith Radio. We see again and again that when Jesus came on the scene as healer, he demanded faith. In Mark 5, verse 34, talking about the woman with the issue of blood, Jesus said to her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. So it was her faith. The Syrophoenician woman who came on behalf of her daughter, uh, Jesus said to her, Matthew 15, 28, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Welcome to Rema Faith Radio. Right now, here's Reverend Talks with today's message. Good day, everyone. Welcome once again to our broadcast. And we've been teaching for a while now on seven most important things about divine healing. Seven most important things about divine healing. That's a series we've been on now for quite a few weeks and the first thing we said we said number one healing is always God's will for the sick because it is in his redemptive plan healing is always God's will for the sick because it is in his redemptive plan we saw that from Isaiah 53 verses 4 and 5 Matthew 8 17 and 1 Peter 2 24 Healing is always God's will for the sick because it is in his redemptive plan. That was the very first point we set out to make. Then the second point, we said that healing is always God's will for the sick because sickness and disease come from the devil. Healing is always God's will for the sick because sickness and disease come from the devil. And we gave scriptures, Acts 10.38, John 10.10, Luke 13, 16, and 1 John 3, 8. Healing is always God's will for the sick because sickness and disease come from the devil. Acts 10, 38, John 10, 10, Luke 13, 16, and 1 John 3, 8. Then the third point we made is the fact that God not only provided healing under the old covenant in the Old Testament, but he has also provided healing under the New Covenant in the New Testament. And then we saw from several scriptures, Exodus 15, 26, Exodus 23, 25, and 26, Deuteronomy 7, 13 to 15, and then Galatians 3, 13, Deuteronomy 28, 61, and then we also saw 2 Corinthians 1.20, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6. And then we saw Mark 16.15 to 20, and James 5.14 and 15. God not only provided healing under the old covenant, but he has also provided healing under the new covenant. That was our third point. Then uh, the fourth point we made is that God has provided various methods whereby healing can be obtained. God has provided various methods whereby healing can be obtained. That was our fourth point. And then we went ahead to look at seven different methods whereby a person can appropriate their healing. We said, number one, the best method is knowing and acting on the Word of God. From Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, Matthew 8, 17, and 1 Peter 2, 24. 
if the believer will meditate on this and build it on the inside of him, he will come to the place that he knows, that he knows, that he knows in his spirit, just like he knows in his head that 2 plus 2 is 4 and 3 times 3 is 9, that he is healed by the stripes of Jesus through the finished work of redemption. And by acting on that truth, by acting on God's word, he's able to appropriate his healing. He doesn't need anyone to pray for him. He doesn't even need to pray for his healing. He can just appropriate it by acting on the word of God by himself. Then secondly, we saw from John 14 verses 13 and 14 that we can demand our healing in the name of Jesus. We can stand our ground in that name and demand that the devil take his hands off our bodies so we can demand for healing in the name of Jesus. Then the third point we made, third method through which a person can appropriate his healing, we said prayer for healing in the name of Jesus. A person can pray for his healing in the name of Jesus. John 16, 23 and 24. Praying in the name of Jesus to the Father, that's the third method through which healing can be appropriated as we talked about them. Then the fourth method, we talked about the prayer of agreement. The prayer of agreement. Matthew 18, 19, again I say unto you, if two of you shall agree on earth, as touching anything they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. Verse 20 says, so where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So the prayer of agreement. That's another method through which healing can be appropriated. Then the fifth method, we said anointing with oil. Anointing the sick one with oil. James 5, 14 and 15. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. So, the sick can be, he can call for the elders of the church and by them anointing him with oil and praying the prayer of faith for him. Now, notice that it's not the elders that save the sick. It's not the oil that saves the sick. The Bible says the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The prayer of faith will walk with or without the elders. The prayer of faith will walk with or without the oil. And you can pray that prayer of faith as much as anybody else can. So that's the fifth method we looked at of appropriating healing, anointing the sick with oil in the name of Jesus. Then number six, we talked about the laying on of hands. Mark 16, 17 and 18. These signs shall follow them that believe. The last of them, Jesus said that in his name, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The sick shall recover. So that's a method also of appropriating healing. This can be done as a point of contact or from the perspective of the law of contact and transmission. And God's healing power can actually be transmitted to the body of the sick one. Then the seventh and final method we talked about is through gifts of the spirit, specifically the gifts of healings. So a person can appropriate healing, can obtain healing, through gifts of the Spirit, particularly the gifts of healings. So our fourth point, like I said, we said God has provided various methods through which healing can be obtained. Now, a fifth point, we said know the difference between God initiating healing through gifts of the Spirit 
and man initiating healing through his own faith. We need to know the difference between God initiating healing through gifts of the Spirit and a man initiating healing through his own faith. So God reserves the right of divine sovereignty to do whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do it, however he wants to do it, provided it does not violate his word. And many times, God initiates this through manifestations of the Holy Ghost, gifts of the Spirit, not necessarily because the sick man is in faith or the minister, the person ministering to him is in faith, but just God initiating something. And God does these things to remind us that he's still alive and well. Praise God. So that's another uh, uh, thing that we need to know. A man can also initiate his own healing, like the one with the issue of blood did in Mark 5, 25 to 34. See, faith in God's word always works. John 15, 7 says, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Now, provided we are abiding in him and his words are abiding in us, we're not going to ask anything that's out of line with his will. Amen. God is at work in us, causing us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Praise the Lord. So, a man can initiate healing by his own faith. Then the sixth point we made, we said that healing is not always instant. Healing is not always instant. Sometimes it can be gradual. Healing is not always instant. Sometimes it can be gradual. And then um, you look at different examples of this in um, Luke 17, 14. The ten lepers were healed as they went. John 4, 46 to 54. The nobleman's son began to amend from that hour. Matthew, uh, Mark 8, 22 to 26. Jesus spat on the ground uh, uh, in John 9, 1 to 7, made clear of the spittle, anointed the man's eyes, told him to wash in the pool of Siloam. The man washed and came back seen. That was a process. Mark 8, 22 to 26, Jesus spat, touched the man's eyes, laid hands on him. And then he laid hands on him a second time. Uh, first time the man saw men as trees, you know, so he, he wasn't perfectly healed. Jesus laid hands on him a second time. And then this time he was made whole. So it was gradual. His complete healing was gradual. And that can be the case sometimes. And then we also saw from Mark 16, verses 17 and 18, where Jesus said, Believers will lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Recover means amend. It means they will begin to get better until they are made perfectly well. So sometimes that is also the case. Praise the Lord. And um, uh, we gave Mark eleven twenty four, where Jesus said, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. So we ask this question, when are you to start believing you receive your healing? When you pray, when are you going to have your healing? After you believe that you receive it. So the believing comes first and then the having follows. you got to believe you've got it when you don't yet have it and then you'll get it. And then the moment you pray is the moment you start believing that you receive. Praise the Lord. And um, uh, uh, those are the sixth six things we've looked at in this series on the seven most important things 
about divine healing. Now, today we want to uh, go to the seventh one. We're not going to conclude this seventh one today, but we'll start it today and then we'll conclude it in the next episode. And it is this. So the seventh of them, seven most important things about divine healing. Number seven, God's method of healing is spiritual and it can be lost. God's method of healing is spiritual and it can be lost. God's method of healing is spiritual and it can be lost. You see, whether we realize it or not, the fact is that man can heal just like God can heal. God heals. He's a healer. He's the healer. But man can also heal. And when man heals, he either has to heal through the physical senses, like medical science does, or through the mind. Amen. Heal through the mind. You know, in the case of someone dominated by the physical senses. So God heals uh, through our spirit. But when man does, a man can heal, man either heals through the physical body, as in medical science, or he heals through the mind. Now, there's a whole lot, that Christian science stuff, uh, it doesn't line up with the scriptures. They say things that are not in the New Testament, don't line up with the New Testament. For instance, they tell, uh, say that um, God is a mind. Now, God is not a mind. The Bible says God is a spirit. They don't believe that, that God is a person. They say he's a universal mind. Now, that's a lot of nonsense. You know, that's a lot of nonsense. But you see, there's medical science. And it's God that gave man the knowledge of medical science. And man can heal through the physical body. However, God can heal. And when God heals, God heals man through the spirit. Through the spirit. So when we talk about divine healing, we're talking about spiritual healing. Not spiritual in the sense that, uh, in any other sense, other than the fact that the healing is brought forth through the power of the Holy Spirit, and it's received through man's own spirit. So when God heals, he heals through the spirit. And God's method of healing is spiritual, and it can be lost. Now, why did I say that God's method of healing is spiritual? Like we see in the scriptures, that when Jesus came on the scene as healer, he demanded faith. Like the two blind men in Matthew chapter 9, from verse 27 to 30. Jesus asked them, do you believe I'm able to do this? They said unto him, yes, Lord. The Bible says, then touched he their eyes, saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. So he demanded faith of them, and faith is of the heart. We also see in Mark chapter 5, verse 36, concerning Jairus, who came on behalf of his daughter that had died. Jesus said, fear not, only believe. Fear not, only believe. In John Chapter 4 from verse 46 to 54, the noble man. Jesus uh, got that man, encouraged that man, and got him in faith. Praise God. And the man got in faith, and as a result, he was able to receive that healing for his son. So, we see again and again that when Jesus came on the scene as healer, he demanded faith. In Mark 5, verse 34, talking about the woman with the issue of blood, Jesus said to her, daughter, Thy faith had made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. So it was her faith. The Syrophoenician woman who came on behalf of her daughter, uh, Jesus said to her, Matthew 15, 28, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. 
So, Jesus again and again, he demanded faith of the sick. He demanded that they exercise faith, that they walk in faith. Now, the thing about faith is this. If you turn with me to Romans chapter 10, and in verse 10, the Bible says there that for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You notice the first part of that verse says with the heart man believes. With the heart man believes. So man believes with his heart. Jesus demanded faith, and faith is of the heart. The heart is the spirit. So faith is of the spirit. So that's why we say that God's method of healing is spiritual. It's through our spirits that we appropriate God's healing power. It's through our spirits that we receive from God. Now, there are times in ministering healing to the sick with a tangible anointing of healing power. Sometimes I've laid hands on some people and that power did not leave my hand. They didn't take a hold of it. Sometimes I've laid hands on some people with that power and I felt it leave my hand and come back into my hands. Then I knew that they weren't receiving it. And sometimes it's because uh, some people are trying to receive God's healing power with their mind. Now, you can't receive God's healing power with your mind. You can't receive healing with your mind. You receive healing with your spirit. Typically on the healing lines, I tell the people, just keep your mind quiet and on Jesus and begin to say out of your heart, out of your innermost being, say it and let your heart agree with it. Say it because you mean it, that I believe that I receive my healing. What am I doing when I do that? I'm trying to get action from their spirit. And uh, to get action from people's spirits, good to give them God's word. Praise God. Because God's word is what produces faith. And God's word is spirit food. Is it our spirits that we get a hold of the word of God? 1 Corinthians 2.14. The Bible says, but the natural man. Uh, the Amplified Classic says, of the natural mind. Receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So we receive from God through our spirits. We don't understand God with our mind. We don't understand God with our bodies. It's through our spirits that we receive the things of God. Amen. So the heart of man is his spirit, the innermost being. And faith is of the heart. Faith is of the spirit and is with our spirits that we receive from God. So I tell people that, lay hands on them. When they receive it, that power, they take a hold of it from their spirits and then it's administered through their spirit to their bodies. And healing has been the result when they've taken a hold of it. So God's method of healing is spiritual and it can be lost. It can be lost. Now, because many people don't realize that healing can be lost, many of them have actually lost their healing. Now, the word of God tells us in the book of Revelation, Chapter 2, Revelation chapter 2, and in verse 25, Revelation 2, 25, it says, But that which ye have already, hold fast till I come. That which ye have already, hold fast till I come. Now, already is in italics there, which means it's not there in the original text, original Greek text. The original text actually just says, But that which ye have, hold fast till I come. What you have, hold on firmly to it till I come. Now in Revelation chapter 3 verse 11, Revelation 3, 11, Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. 
hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Now, when he said for them to hold fast to what they had, he was telling them, hold tight to it. Hold firmly to it. Now, why will God tell them to hold tight to their healing or to whatever it is they have? Why would God, why would he have said that? Yeah, because there's an enemy arrayed against us. John 10.10. 10. The Bible says the thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So you see, the devil is the thief. He's a thief. That's who he is. He will always endeavor to steal what you have received from God. But you don't have to let him. You don't have to let him. You can receive healing, be healed by the power of God and lose your healing. It's possible. And you can receive healing and keep it. And God wants us to know how to keep our healing. God wants us to know how to stay healed. And he tells us how in his word. Now, it's a Bible principle that any time the devil loses any ground or any territory, he always does his very best to try to reclaim it. Now, in Matthew chapter 12, from verse 43 to 45, Matthew chapter 12, from 43 to 45, Jesus said that when an unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. And then he saith, I'll go back to my house where I came from. And when he is come to it, he finds it empty, swept and garnished. And then he goes to bring with himself seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. See, it's a Bible principle. The devil will keep trying to go back. You notice that the demons left that person, but they tried to go back. When they got back to the house, the man's body, they found it swept. That was good. They found it garnished well adorned and decorated, that was good, but it was empty. It was empty. Because it was empty, the devil was able to get back into that person. Look, God wants us full of his word and full of the Holy Ghost. Stay full of the word, stay full of the Holy Ghost. Don't be empty, be full. Amen. Praise God. Now in Galatians chapter 5 verse 1, the Bible says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So God is telling us to stand firm in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. He's telling us to hold on to it. Amen. Stand firm in that liberty. Stand firm in it. it says, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Now we look up, we know from Luke 13, 16, where Jesus said, or not, not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound low these 18 years, be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day. So Jesus, in Luke 13, 16, called sickness and disease bondage. And the Bible now says in Galatians 5, 1, Stand fast, therefore, stand firm, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage, any kind of yoke of bondage, whether it's bondage to sin, bondage to the law, bondage to disease, bondage to the past, we're to stand firm in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And we're not to get entangled again with the yoke of bondage. See, the devil is going to try to put that thing back on you. Oftentimes, what he does is that he camouflages the same symptoms. And he tries to put the same symptoms back on you. And then, after some time, you begin to feel the same thing in your body. When that happens, what do you do? It's simple. Just resist the devil. See, James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. 
Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So we're to resist the devil. We're to stand firm against him. Stand fast against him. We're to hold on to what we have received. Amen. We're to hold on to it. The devil can't force it out of our hands. The devil, yes, he's a thief. He comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. But he doesn't have to steal from you. You can withstand him. You can resist him. Now, P.C. Nelson, he said something. He said most people lose their healing over a counterattack than any other one thing. More people lose their healing over a counterattack than any other one thing. The devil will always try to bring the counterattack. The devil will always try to put the same thing back on you. But when he does, and if he does, what do you do? Resist him. Don't yield to him. It seems to me as though some people read James 4, 7 in reverse. And it's like their own Bibles read, Submit yourselves, therefore, to the devil. Resist God and he'll flee from you. But that's not what that scripture says. It tells us to resist the devil, to stand against him. What do we use to resist the devil? We use the word of God. We speak the word of God. You tell him, Satan, in the name of Jesus, I stand against you. You're not going to put this uh, sickness back on me. You're not going to steal my healing. I am healed and I'm holding fast my healing. I stand against you in the name of Jesus. And what's the devil going to do? He's going to flee. So you can keep your healing. You can stay healthy. How do you stay healthy? By simply staying in the word of God, resisting the devil with God's word, and he will go. Praise the Lord. Well, the next episode, we're going to wrap this up and finish this, and we're going to conclude the entire series. We trust you have been blessed. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day or your evening and look forward to being able to speak with you next time. You've been listening to Rema Faith Radio, brought to you by the partners and friends of Rema Nigeria. We offer training in God's Word and in the things of the Spirit for victorious Christian living and success and fulfilling ministry. Go to RemaNigeria.com to find out more on how to become a student or partner of Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria. Please call 081-01-166836. The number again, 081-01-166836. Kenneth Higgins Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you.